What's up, everybody? Hey, Bobby! Bobby! <laughs> We're gonna talk about some X Files type stuff. I hope you guys are ready for it. Cool show. We got Chris Holmes. Give me Chad Zuma. He's uh, well known in the Dabbleverse. So, how's everybody doing? How's everything going? Welcome to the Freak Pod. I hope that uh, you guys are having a good time. Just chilling out there, doing what you can, getting through the day. So we, we, Chad, Chad hit me. He saw, he saw one of my, um, my, uh, my lives with, uh, with uh, Wolf um, Productions, uh, Ross Paranormal, and uh, he enjoyed that. And he also himself does a lot of uh, shows. He's a conspiratorial individual. Let's bring him on. Let's bring him on. What's going on? What you doing, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? How's it going? How's everybody doing out there? Yeah, man. It's uh it's a wild world out here, huh? Yeah, yeah. I saw you talking to Ross and stuff. It's like, oh, he talks paranormal shit. Someone in the Dabbleverse that dabbles in paranormal shit. I gotta get on that shit. We be dabbling. <laughs> <laughs> Dipping and dabbling and don't know what's happening. Yeah. Oh man. It's so, like I try to I try to put myself out there and like get on as many shows as I can, but you know, only if I can actually bring something to the table. You know, yeah. so it's like yeah, paranormal, I could do that stuff. Let's let's go. Let's let's get let's turn this shit out. Well, that's what Freak Pod's about, doing a whole bunch of different stuff at the same time. Um I uh I'm interested. Since you told me that you you uh, might have experiences with uh, with this type of stuff. I'm interested in hearing that. What what uh, what experiences do you have in the paranormal? Personal experiences. Oh, there was this one time I was like hearing voices. It sounded like the sound of my mother's voice calling me. Except it wasn't like you know like like you know in the movies where it's all ooh ah. It was more like Chris. You know like like. Like she needed me to come grab a, a can of string beans off the top shelf or something because she's like a short Mexican woman. So I, so I go up into the living room and I'm like, what? And she's like, I didn't call you. 
you know, you know, get an attitude with me and stuff like this. And it's like, and, and her explanation for anything spooky going on was it's your guardian angels. It's your guardian angels. Cause that's just how you, how you raise up in the, in the, when, when you're Mexican and stuff like this. And it, and it's just, it, it goes on from that. And, and then I think my first, like firsthand somewhat paranormal experience I can, I can own it up to was when I was in, um, I was, as this, this was like a few years ago, I had a sleep paralysis episode. And if you've ever had those, those things are pretty scary. But if you don't know what's going on and stuff, it, yeah, I could get out there. And so in my sleep paralysis episode, because this time I'd been like a student of the paranormal since I was like a teenager and shit, you know, watching, uh, you know, shows like Sightings and listening to Coast to Coast AM when you had to actually listen to it like 11 at night and shit like that. You actually had to get up and listen to it, doing all that kind of shit. So I was, I was, I was like, I was laying down, it was daytime. And then I, I felt like just this weight come over my body. I'm like, Oh fuck, this is a sleep paralysis thing. I know it, but I was too terrified at the time. It was, it was like, you just feel like, like liquid fear is just injected into you and it goes through your veins and, and your body just doesn't respond, and I'm just lying there. And then the door opens, and then walks these two entities. They come into my room, and then they start rustling through all my stuff. And then what gets weird is, you know, they, they start opening doors and closets. And, yeah, that, that that's, you know, because they're going through shit. But then they start opening doors and closets in the walls and stuff that don't even have doors and closets. So they're, like, opening, like, doors into space-time or something like that. So of course you know it's it, it's curious, but at the time I'm scared shitless because it's it's just it's like the, these fear hormones that are just coursing through your your body more so than you know rashly thinking because when you're in the moment you're not thinking rashly at all. It's an irrational situation. I can yeah, I can, yeah it, I identify uh, doing a paranormal investigation, having moments like that. Let's go back to. Uh, your childhood. <laughs> so you uh, were, were you poor, middle class, or upper class? And uh, wh where were you born? Uh, let's see. I think what year or where? Where? You don't have to say the year, but what, where? Uh, let's see. I was like born like in a military hospital, I think in uh, West, in Virginia, I think it was. So you were a military brat. So yeah pretty much so from virginia uh so so your family was probably middle class then right uh more like i thought we were middle class but now that i think back at it we were actually like upper lower class <laughs> come to think of it <laughs> and maybe i, the, I guess uh, it's go ahead I, I didn't realize it you know I mean, we just had we just had such a clean house, and I thought that you know, if you're poor, everything's dirty and broken. But I realized, no, nah, it's just it's just we we didn't have a big house, but we had like a, a enough like two bedroom house, and then and then that was just like us. And and I didn't I didn't think that we were poor, but now I look back and I'm thinking, God damn, we were fucking poor. But you know, my mom kept us fed, and she kept everything clean, and and kept us all you know up on everything. So we didn't feel poor. We just didn't so, have everything that everybody else had, you know, all the right. cool shit. Right. So you you came from a Mexican family, right? You're, what what is your 
Well, your, my, uh, my, my mom's Mexican. My dad's, uh, he's like Swedish and stuff like that from like, uh, from like North, North mythology and all that stuff. That's, that's where his lineage goes into the Northern European thing. And then my mom, her, her lineage goes into like the South, Southern Central America, stuff like that. So that's like two opposite, opposite sides of the world fucking connecting to make my ass. Yeah, boy, that was, uh, that was, uh, destined. That was yep. destined. So you, you, your home life, it was pretty good or did you go through some issues in, in, in your home life when you were young? Any of the issues I had, it was just your general, um, um, you know, upcoming, you know, you seen the movie or that TV show, the wonder years, shit mm-hmm. like that. Or I guess the Goldbergs is the newest one. Goldbergs, <laughs> you know, growing up flimsy, you know, dealing flimsy. with, <laughs> dealing with flimsy. Yeah. Yeah, just dealing with bullies and shit like that, and you know, and and th- back then this was when the bullies would just beat the shit out of you. But good back then, you know, yeah, good old <laughs> days. Now it's like all all the bullying has been outsourced to fucking digital lynch mobs and shit like that. So it's yeah. like we need to when people say they bring back the bullying, what they mean is the the physical bullying, the when the kids would stuff you in the locker and shit like that. Pull your underwears uh, up, throw you, throw you yeah. in the, uh, t- the toilet, flush your face. Yeah, yeah. I was, it happened uh, to me, but I've seen it happen. Yeah, yeah. I was a, uh, I was the shy, I was the shy kid, so I was always picked on because I was always non-assuming and non-confrontational and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But when I finally grew up and stuff, that shit changed. I got like all kinds of confrontational then. Yeah. You know, once years. I got out of high school. So. Did you did you go through any kind of uh, like issues mentally with with all that type of bullying and stuff? Have you struggled in, in any of those ways? Like I don't know. I guess maybe like other than just general shyness and maybe whatever constitutes social anxiety. You know, for the most part. So I you guess have what, anxiety. Uh, you have anxiety. Right. I, I guess I do. If it is, it's not like officially diagnosed. I haven't. Whatever it is that's going on with me isn't enough that that I have to bring it up to a doctor and stuff like this. Because when I go up to them, it's usually stuff like, "Oh, you just need to lose weight and shit like that." It's like, okay, I hear that. You don't have any uh, schizophrenia, anything like that, right? No, not that I know of. Bipolar. I think when I when I grew up, I was on. I had the ADD, the attention deficit disorder. Mm-hmm. And like mild dyslexia here and there, but I was one of those kids. You know how you hear about the kids you you pump them full of Ritalin, mm-hmm. and they turn into zombies and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that happened uh, to me, but it, it wasn't like I was the kid that it was supposed to happen to. You know, I was a kid that needed to be on the fucking Ritalin because I didn't notice any fucking difference when I was on it. It would, it would kill my appetite. I just, I mean, all the other kids at school, they loved when I was on Ritalin because then that meant I wasn't going to eat my lunch. So then they could have it. <laughs> and and then, yeah. So, it, and then, you know, cause I, I didn't have the appetite, you know, as soon as I took the Ritalin and then the, the rest of it is, is like, I would go to, um, I, I, I wouldn't notice it, but like I said, everybody else around me did. And what my mother had said is she had said that, you know, Chris would come home and he'd do his homework, then he'd go play. But when he's not on the Ritalin, he just gets out and he goes and he plays and he never does his homework. 
and shit like that. So I, I guess that that's sort of like how it helped me out is it helped me like with focusing and shit like this. And I know that some people today, you know, just don't have that because this stuff, it's like overprescribed used as a fucking club to, you know, it's, it's like a, it's a hammer. So yeah, everything becomes a nail type of shit. Right. Just to get them out of your way. You don't want to work on the actual problems. Yeah. But it is a gene, they say, in the head, and it might not be as simple as working hard on it, you know. But I, I, I've, uh, I've had ADHD or whatever. Now it's mm -hmm. not hyperactivity, but um, yeah, I went through that whole rigmarole. I, I, I identify completely with what you're saying. So, mm -hmm. you, um, what was your dreams? What was the thing that you wanted to be when you were young? I guess when I wanted to be to grow up, I guess I wanted to be like a comic book artist, something yeah. of that nature, like like uh like working for Disney or Marvel and shit like that. Do you think and, that's and, why your anime anime stuff you 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 got into anime? Yeah, pretty much. I just I just the uh, the anime stuff really, it it was like a, a more uh, stylized, more detail that I grew to that i felt myself drawn to and and it it just it just pulled me in because some of it you know it, it felt more like uh like like the craftsmanship was was more than just regular western cartoons the the now what what are the ones you're watching now what are the ones you're mm -hmm. watching now See, right now I'm watching this one called Spy Family. That's really popular. It's a sort of this espionage, you know, type of spy craft uh, show. That's a really good one. And I just got, every now and then I'll dig into classics. Like I was watching uh, one called Parasite Dolls. And it's, uh, it's from, a, it's an old one from, like, uh, from Bubblegum Crisis type universe. Uh that was a big one back in the day in the like in the late night in the late 80s early 90s they were doing that as like bubblegum crisis I, I love all that cyberpunk type of shit and stuff like that and then i think as far as fantasy i was watching uh another classic record of lotus war i really love that one because it was just really stylized and and fun you know with elves and dwarves and shit like that and magic and swords and dragons and the fucking all over the place you know uh during or during your your youth are you experiencing any part uh pornographic no paranormal uh things going on uh in in when you're younger is there any kind of paranormal experiences you you kind of had or anything because i'm trying to find a, a through line in your life is is there is there some kind of a lot of a lot of people that have um, alien type of things, as, as you already described, we're going to go more into that. Um, they often are their families are often picked. Uh, it usually starts at childhood, um, and it continues on for a long time uh, throughout their lives. So I I wonder if uh, you can remember anything uh, from your childhood that that's such. Uh, as far as all my experiences in the childhood would fall into the category of ghost stuff, of like okay. ghost shit. 
which is, you know, funny because I can't stand ghost shit. I can't stand ghost hunting shows and stuff like that. They're boring as fuck. And when I go on ghost hunts myself, it's like I'm, I'm bored out of my fucking mind. I guess that's when I got, you know, when I got into like podcasting and stuff like this, I it was from the ghost hunting. I spent more time talking to the people than doing the investigation. And I realized that's what I enjoy is just talking to people. So you, you, in your youth, you do have this prayer because like, I, I see it as there is a connection between all these phenomenons and there's, there's very much proof of this given like, uh, what is it? Skywalker ranch. Is it, is it called or skinwalker skinwalker ranch where you have all these phenomenons happening at the same time, you know, so you already have this connection to paranormal when you're getting in your teens, right? What are you, what are you doing in, in your teens when you're like 19, 20? Where, where are you going? Where is your life? What, what are you thinking? What Are you going for a certain type of job at this point? Mm. Yeah, when I was at when I was a teen, I was mostly working at Arby's and shit like that. <laughs> when you and, got in your twenties, what did you yeah. what did you go for? What were you doing? That's mostly just doing manual labor and warehouse work and shit like that. I can't stand people, and I <laughs> I, I just it it's a lot of the early stuff is mostly just me getting into like reading about the lore of alien abductions and shit like this. Uh, what I was really so you were, drawn, you, you were you were drawn and attracted to it. Um, yeah, yeah. So, but as so, far as as so far as like quick, your twenties, right? Are you experiencing this from your twenties? Because I don't know how old you are, but yeah, the twenties to thirties. Yeah, for my 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 early adulthood, it's like I was mostly just reading books and listening to radio shows and watching documentaries and shit like this about all this stuff. I was just oddly fascinated by it. I, I didn't know why. I was just, and, and as far as, you know, if I was ever abducted by aliens and stuff, you know, they didn't leave a trace. So they probably, you know, did a good job with me. Because I know some people, they get, they wake up in the middle of an abduction and they're fucked for life. You know, and, but as far as that, if, if they ever came to get me, they, they did a good job. Right, they they washed you, they brainwashed you, and uh, they got rid yeah. of all those memories. But I don't, memory wipes. So. so when you're you now now you 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 did when do you start getting into the actual ghost hunting, being part of that process, and actually going out there and doing this stuff? When, when like, do you like start starting the podcast and all that kind of stuff? That that's right. What's the like name of that, that podcast? Can, uh, go ahead and plug that. Conspire a theory. You can find it on Spotify and anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's Conspire it's a theory. Yeah, listen to um, it. It's good. It's uh, pretty much that was like a couple of years ago. I I started getting into it when I started like doing interviews and stuff because I would listen to all these podcasts. I'd listen to all these shows, and I want to sort of like I wanted to like contribute to it somehow. I wanted to like be a part of it be a part of the conversation and that's what really drove me was the the whole you know need to to the, the want to like you know just have have like a say and and throw some of the you know to be just be a, like a sort of like a talking head on on the subject and stuff like that because so many right. people talk about so many interesting stuff and then when i started my podcast it was a way for me to 
you know, gave me an excuse to talk to some of these people. Because a few of the local paranormal shows, I'd go to those, and then I'd talk to, like, the local people there. And I'd, like, you know, sit and talk to them for, like, 45 minutes at a time, you know, just, just sitting there talking about all these paranormal things, all these theories and stuff like this. And I really got into it. So when is this experience going on with you and uh, this, you call you call it, you call it, what are the night terrors? What did you, you call it, right? Uh the sleep paralysis. Yeah, I don't really. I, I don't that title to me, Colleen. I don't feel like that because I've experienced it, and that's kind of how Ross Paranormal got it. You guys gotta check that episode out with Ross mm-hmm. uh, Paranormal, and uh, he goes through his actual experiences. He's still doing them on on uh, on his show live sometimes, and or pre premiering really. Um, he does a lot of stuff like that, but. I put on a post about the hat man. You ever heard of the hat man? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, 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 the ancient lore that goes back to, to, you know, whenever these type of experiences, even, I mean, this is old as hell. The, 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 the little demon that would sit at the edge of the bed, the, 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 the black figure that would be in the hallway staring at you in your sleep. I've had such an experience. One, one time I went and, to this dude's house wasn't even doing ghosts and the ghost presented itself to me if you want to call it a ghost uh presented itself to me and basically told me what it was going to do to the person i told the person immediately <laughs> he didn't believe me everything did happen exactly as that spirit said but it mm-hmm. followed me home that day and mm-hmm. as i was going to sleep i see it standing in the hallway looking at me and it jumps on the bed and starts choking me and i can hear the bed springs <laughs> and i just said every god there is and uh it finally stopped and i woke up so that is the normal sleep paralysis but what you described was really intense go go back into this a little a little more detailed about how how you saw these these beings come in and how they looked and stuff like that Oh, with these ones, with these ones, I was like in the paralysis and then the door opened and I could, you know, see the door because all I can see was my eyes. And since I was in the corner of my room, I just saw the rest of my room. And then I looked over and I could, I could see the, these creatures walk in and they just, you know, just walked and moseyed on in and they just started rooting through all my stuff, rooting through all my shit. And it was like, they were like, um, they were like misshapen, like misshapen people. They, they look like regular, they look like truckers, really. They look like white trash. Uh, you know, one had like, they both had like trucker hats and like bristly hair and stuff like this. One had long red hair. The other one had, you know, long brown hair and a big, you know, brushly mustache and and wrinkled face. And they just, you know, looked over at me, you know, menacingly as they went through all my stuff and then when they eventually came back you know it, it's just like a, a I, don't, I don't know it's just like people call it's, them night terrors and shit like that right. i felt afraid you know i was i felt a, but then that was like you know even before they opened in i felt this fear coming over me and the thing so, is is that i i knew it was a sleep paralysis episode so you know, I, I kind of knew that these guys were hallucinations and stuff like this, but they, they were still scary as shit when you're in the moment. 
Yeah, I mean, I can imagine how terrifying it is even just to have see a person in your room, imagine a group of people and in, in there investigating all of your shit. So yeah. these beings in, in in they 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 probably are hallucinations. We don't know. The best thing to do is go for the simple answer, uh, mostly most of the time. Uh, but just to take it into if we took it serious, right? And said maybe they weren't. I mean, these these beings sound human looking. Um, that would be like uh, the what's the not the tall whites, but the uh, Nordics. The Nordics. Have you heard of the Nordic uh, aliens that uh, often talked about? Yeah, I, I heard of them. Yeah, what do you what do you think about the 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 people who talk about their experiences and actually can say what species or, or, or have an idea of what species? When it comes to like the species and shit, I really have. Uh, I mean, I I I really don't know what to what to say to that. It's sort of a thing where um, these 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 things it's it's a bit of a of a mm, trying to think here it, it's it's a bit hard to swallow yeah well it they're running into all these different types of people and and, and these different types and stuff and um let me let me see if i can find uh you're critical of it you, you more than anything, right? Yeah. Um, Let's bring I actually, up. actually wrote these guys. These, this, the two guys on the right. That's what walked into my room. Wow, that's so interesting. That is so interesting. I've never seen uh, <laughs> an alien that fucking fat. Jesus Christ! <laughs> now that's scary, dude. That's scary. Yeah. When it was the other guy on the side. Those are stuff. those are everyone else's sleep paralysis demons, which are the yeah. hat man and the shadow people and right. you know demons and stuff like this. Because it's it's like an old trope of the of the right. old hag or the 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 goblin or whatever that sits on your chest. And the thing is, when I was per, when I was paralyzed, I didn't feel any weight on my chest. I just felt yeah. like an even weight, like everything was turned off in my body. So I didn't have that, you know, anything sitting on my chest, anything running up to me. I mean, from your experience, it sounds like you had what they call the hitchhiker effect, where it it comes, it follows you home, and then it invokes its paralysis on you, and and then you know assaults you, yeah, and uses that that moment of vulnerability of when you're between the, you know, when you're between worlds, so to speak, to assault your ass. Yeah, that's what they do. They assault the ass. <laughs> uh, but man, these are these are strange beings. Now, I, I want to tell you something. Like, I'm sure you've heard this, but sometimes people who've had experience with aliens get a get false memories implanted. So yeah. when when they when they remember how they look, those memories are really what they want you to see, not really what what was there. You think that's yeah. possible? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. That it's the 
Michael McKell- McKellen, I think he calls it the the screen memories. He wrote the screen, yeah. the book about the with the owls, the messengers of the owls, where mm-hmm. it's the owl motif is the most popular one that the that that they like to use for for their for their stuff is the they go into the where people think they see owls on the on their window sills and stuff like this. The owl is is very important to the occult. Uh, have you ever gotten into the occult or anything like that? I mean, merely getting into uh, paranormal is really you're you're entering the world of the occult. But is there? Is, have you ever read books on Aleister Crowley? Have you ever done magic or tried or attempted to communicate? I mean, there's there's, and I'm sure you know about this, but uh, just to tell the audience. Uh, there's ways to communicate to aliens uh, through methods that you would communicate to ghosts, which is intriguing, brings back the connection to all these phenomena as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so what what uh, what connection there do you see? Like the- well, when you get past all the the existential stuff that everybody just uses just to, lull the hot chicks in a false sense of security so they can get so laid. True. So when you true. get past that, the the chaos magic and manifestation and, and all that stuff. It a lot of it is, you know, uh you know, dime store guru bullshit. Yep. And and you know, but there there is there like a kernel of truth and manifestation and focusing and, and making something happen? I don't know, maybe maybe, maybe there there could be. But as far as you know, the whole you know high end magic of opening portals and stuff like this, that a lot of that takes a lot of you know concentration and a lot of you know influence and people, you know, getting involved and in, in all of that nature. So it's it's a lot of different stuff there. And and as far as this, I don't follow it too much because you know so much of it is just ritual magic. And and we have so many rituals already, you know. It's like all of our, all of our, 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 you know, Christian rituals are just, you know, hand-me-down pagan rituals and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, a lot of them are still pretty cool. You know, they're they're still pretty cool and interesting. I mean, Christmas has pretty much become a really cool thing. I was just going grocery shopping, and they were playing Christmas music, and I was loving it. I was loving it. And then you yeah. know, when you dig deeper, it's like. There are so many different, you know, Santa Claus X archetypes out there that are running around this from Belschnickel and, and all this stuff that they're just these sort of archetypes that we've all accumulated into the Coca-Cola Santa image. And, and you know, and it's just fat. And even there are so many several uh, Christmas monsters like the Krampus and the, the <laughs> Yule Cat. Yeah. I think it's called the Yule Cat. And then there's, you know, the northern um, tales of the Ravel, Ravel Tule or something like that, which is the the fox, which paints the, the sky with its tail, and that makes the northern lights and stuff like that. Cool shit like that, you know. Yeah, as far as uh, spiritual ritual stuff, you're right. Uh, a good, a good, about 90% of it is about hooking up and, you know, doing weird stuff. Uh, I did it. I've done it for many years, and uh, I can say shit is real in the field. 
but there is fakes uh, and it's hard it's hard to find uh, a real 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 group that's uh, dedicated to 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 trying to open up you know portals if you will or whatever depending on on whatever the, the work is um, not a work like uh, like uh, the dabble verse does every once in a while let's get into the dabble verse a little bit oh yeah you call yourself skinny Chad Zumag. Where when did that start? Um, that pretty much started with uh, <clears throat> the first DabbleCon. I I had dressed up. I dressed up as Chad Zumak, and oh. and I think when I first got there, I, I showed up in my in my Chad Zumak gear, you know, which is like the hat, and I had some sunglasses on, and I think I actually scared the shit out of Vinnie Paulino. Because he saw me standing out there in front of the sign and stuff. I was taking a picture, a selfie in front of the sign. And he was like, oh, shit, Chad actually showed up. You know, and it wasn't until I walked in, you know, and and, and actually, you know, got my ticket and all that stuff. They realized that it was this, that it wasn't, it wasn't Chad at all. It was me. And, and then he breathed a sigh of relief. Um, He's a pussy then. Pussy, <laughs> you're a fucking pussy, Vinny. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but he, he he's cool. Um, the the thing is, is that, and then and then throughout the night, the rest, I thought I'd I'd wear it just for a day, and I thought that I was going to be like the fifth or sixth Chad Zumak, but I was like the first one on the scene, and then the <laughs> next day, someone else brought theirs, their Chad Zumaks, and I think there was probably like maybe like three of them, but. It was so much fun, and and you know it was a blast being there, and 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 I talked to so many people, and then that's like the nickname, you know, Skinny Chad Zuma, you know, came around because I'm a big guy, I'm just as big as Vinny, and and he's he's like, and then that's what they sort of dubbed me, you know, throughout the night. So I just I took it and I I ran with it, and I and I haven't let go of it since then. You, you like uh well you, you follow chad right and, and and you and you kind of uh critique chad right yeah i used to follow chad for quite a while but you know he's he's just he, he's getting boring you know i mean i feel the most thing that i think of when i think of you know chad zumach is disappointment you know because he was he was, a, he was in a he was in a prime position to be this great villain in the dabble verse. You know, I was really hoping that he would, you know, become a, a, a reoccurring character and a villain in that. But, you know, all he does is just, you know, you know, do the equivalent of calling in bomb threats and shit like that, you know, of, of whatever the fuck it is. Because we heard in the, the down there that he was trying to get it shut down or something like that. It was suspected that it was him that, that someone had called the fire department about something. I think it was like a capacity capacity thing or that they weren't following the, the fire marshal rules or shit like that. And then the mayor came down, you know, just to, cause he, cause he heard like so much and all this, all this drama. And, and I guess, you know, Chad took credit for it, trying to shut it down from like, you know, whatever he could do, you know, calling people here and there. But over and all, you know, I mean, he he's an he's an interesting guy, you know. So at least he could be an interesting guy if he just step up his game a little bit. But I just don't know what it is that he he's doing. He, I mean, I'm I'm really rooting for the guy because when people say you know skinny, because I'm 
not just because I'm riding his coattails, you know, but it's just the whole the whole thing that you know I I sort of see the the Dabbleverse as sort of a collection of of you know of mostly you know uh, heroes and stuff like this, heroes and villains, and 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 you know John is sort of the king, you know, and and everybody else they're sort of like knights and stuff and. I saw Chad as sort of one of the knights of the round table in that regard. <laughs> this is hilarious. Go ahead. But yeah. he, <laughs> so he, he, but he, he, yeah, you're right. I mean, the whole, the whole thing is that, but he's, well, now he's back on MLC. So I feel like he's got another opportunity. Everybody dropped off from him. I mean, his shit went down. You saw his patron and everything goes straight down. He just didn't have anything when it came down to it, as far as I saw. He's like, okay, I'm the mud shark, blah, 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 but here I am. I mean, he, it's, it's, it's like it's like the, um, you know, the fucking whole thing with uh, Ray, the, the roast. I mean, it was very disappointing. Yeah, he's, again, he had all this potential. He, had, he was in a prime position to really make something of himself. I got a couple images down here that I want to sort of share with you if you want to take All a look. Right. Yeah, definitely. Let's get them up here. Because <laughs> like I said, I see him as a sort of a knight in this sort of round table. And, and, and of course, in, in this, this scene, we sort of see, you know, Levy as a dark lord and, and um, vampire guy. Brennan is sort of a, a duke. Uh, I sort of see him as a mad duke, you know. And they're sort of like, you know, they were sort of, you know, uh, mentoring him in being uh, a villain, a villain's character. And, and he just dropped the ball completely. And as you know, it's rather, you know, as a, as, as a, you know, just as, a, as it was, you know, disappointing, you know, because I, I want him to be this spectacular villain in the, in the verse and stuff. And it's, and it's sort of a thing where, you know, I sort of feel, you know, just as a, as a creator, like I've sort of had to, you know, fill the role that I kind of want him to be. You know, I've had to become the villain that he was supposed to be in a sense. So that's why I, you know, I take my stance on the dabble versus sort of, you know, an antagonistic force where I'm constantly harping on Carl and 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 I'm constantly harping on, you know, the 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 heroes of the dabble verse like Cardiff and all these types. I'm you know, I'm constantly giving them shit and, you know, going after them and, and, you know, just doing all these, these things with it. Well, let me see if I could, Oh, this was like the original, I got this idea that I'm rolling around called the Dabbleverse D and D, which mm -hmm. is sort of like, I'm taking, it, it's like a turducken. I'm taking the Dabbleverse and I'm taking, you know, record of Lodos war or something like that. And I'm just shoving them into each other. And I'm turning the Dabbleverse characters into sort of these knights and in, in, in this, you know, sword and sorcery fantasy type stuff like you see with the D&D. &D. Right. And here's like the original drawing, which is John, stuttering John as a as a troll, as a mountain troll. You know, he's got <laughs> he's his, a troll. Get him out of here. <laughs> he's got his, his block hammer, you know, and... and He's got like his barrel of coors on his thing, and his and his t-shirt is stained with his pit stains and stuff like this, and he just looks horrible. <laughs> so, right. so you've made a whole comic book. Who's this big titty bitch? Uh, see this right here. This is Chrissy Mayer. I actually Ooh, met Chrissy her down there. At the thing. 
and she and is. she was such a sweetheart. And I just imagine her as a little tavern elf in this sort of uh, thing. And she actually was walking around with a Coors bucket on her head. <laughs> it was a hilarious thing. Did you go to DabbleCon or, or did you? Nope. 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 I could have, though. I just didn't. I could have. Yeah, it was, it was a blast. I mean, it was fantastic. Let me see if I can. There's this other yes. image that I got to find. Okay, this is the ghost shit. Yeah, these are like these little comics where I make fun of Carl. Carl. Um, yeah, like this one right here, I think is this is my latest one. Where Amber I did one bad. where 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 um Starring John was challenging um Carl to a boxing match again. And I had actually done one earlier where, where he had challenged him to a to a boxing match. Let me see if I can find it without Okay, come on, shut up. Did I have it? No, I don't think I had it. Ah, yet I don't. How long have you been drawing? Fuck. I've been drawing for about uh, like 30 years. Ever since I was like 12 years old, I've been drawing. Are you putting these into a comic book? You said you're putting it almost a and d kind of situation with, with the images and stuff. And the yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm slowly just building up like doing character drawings right now. And then I'll probably do something with it later on. You know, I was thinking about maybe writing it into like a play match, a play module for, you know, tabletop so that that way people could play these characters in their tabletop games. But I, I don't know if I'll do that or if I'll try something else or, or something. Uh, th there's, there's a bunch of ideas that I got going on. I just got to write them down right now. I'm working on a script and a comic and I got to, you know, finish the comic out because I wrote like a 12 page script and then I got to like, you know, do the pages and that's a lot of work, Yeah. To, you know, make comics and stuff like this. So, so when I eventually get that done, then I can get back to the Dabbleverse stuff because there's like so much, so many new Dabbleverse characters that I got to like make, you know, character sheets for and get them worked in and, and do stuff with them. And people, you know, want to see these characters, you know, wrapped up in a DD &D package yeah i agree any way i can help on that I'll, I'll i'll give some time i think that would be great for everybody uh to to do to do i mean uh, a fucking board game like <laughs> that's just freaking out of this world yeah. um so so what what right now tell me what you what you're into in the Davilverse that's going on right now that that is grinding your gears hmm Right now, I'm a huge fan of uh, Phil Elmore. <laughs> I dig him. And the thing is, everybody seems to hate his guts for some reason. And he gets, like, a lot of hate. And one of the things that I noticed is that, like, I think it was, like, Vince, the lawyer, would, like, harass him and harangue him to the point that he'd flip out on him sometimes. And, and you know, and, and it's it's some of the people, there is some sort of tension between them and and phil elmore and i think it's mostly because <clears throat> i guess it's because he's sort of like an outsider coming in type of thing um yeah yeah and and, and but what he's really doing is he's sort of you know repackaging the Dabbleverse and making it palatable for new people because it's sort of there's so many the thing with inside jokes and shit like that is you can only go so deep before you fucking lose everybody Right. And and with 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 Phil, what he does is he's another entry point 
for people to come in for new new listeners and watchers and a new audience to come in because you just can't rely on the opsters you know and the 50 year old men <laughs> well to, he's to, a he's he's a freak pod supporter he he's been on this channel he did the dabble verse challenge uh mm -hmm. so yeah he, he was yeah. he was a really good guy came through yeah we, he's he's uh he's definitely cool i like him too and like you say it, it, that's that's even a problem for me if i miss a couple episodes i i i'm almost out of the loop i'm like what the fuck? Yeah. i don't know where to where to start can you imagine someone brand new they just go what the fuck and leave I, yeah I, yeah yeah so yeah, i would Phil i would is, love to eventually talk to him just one-on-one -on -one, because i can only get get through to him with uh chats every now and then you know but but i would love to set up in a set up sometime and, and reach out to him and you know have him just sit down and just talk to him one-on-one -on -one about some stuff and and i think it would be a good interview now yeah. i'll have to check out your your interview that you've done because you've done like i've been looking and you've been like you talked to a lot of interesting people yeah we've got a lot that's the thing i got a lot of these guys on here um just just telling telling a lot about their lives their stories and stuff it, it, it is it is a little bit of a treasure show, I feel like, because I really do care about what I'm doing. I do just like you. I collect all this stuff. These are these are the people, and this is the storylines, and I bring them in just just like you. Now you're part of a storyline that hopefully continues and and gets even more crazier. Um, so yeah, go, go back and uh, wh which one did you watch? Uh, have you seen that from the ones I was uh, putting out? I think uh, were you there for you were there for the last one, weren't you? Uh, with Scott Fitz Fitzpatrick, right? Yeah, I was. I was in the. I was in the chat room. Yeah, yeah, man. I really enjoyed that one. But <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody, go back and check that. Like and subscribe, you bastards. Like and subscribe. Um, what? Like I'm a big MLC guy. I, I watch MLC a lot. You know, um, mostly MLC and the Onion. I feel like the Onion really took down Chad. I feel like the Onion yeah. really put 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 blew blew the whole kind of took the air out of him. And he came in being super nice, and I almost feel like that was a device for him. <laughs> Is like he said from the beginning, he thought uh, the onion thought he was a uh, a, a tool. I mean, what what effect do you think that had on on uh, on, on Chad? Mm, I think it's pretty much crushed his spirits, you know, so to speak. But one of the things is one of the constants with with Chad that I've noticed is, you know, he'll lick his wounds, but he'll come back right up. I mean, he. He needs the attention. He needs the the whatever it is. He get he gets something out of it, you know. Whether it's the mild financial support and stuff of that nature, you know. I mean, I've heard like, what is it? The latest rumors that he's working as a butcher or something like that. Which, you think it's you true? Know, yep. I hope so because that's interesting. It I is. mean, butcher is a good work. It's a good line of work. He could make good money at that. I mean, it, it's skilled labor. No, no idiot can be a butcher. I mean, it's like working in a warehouse. They don't let anybody on the fucking forklift. And I think that that's, you know, that if he was to, 
to integrate know. that they, into his they did, his. They did let uh, what was the name on the forklift? Uh, uh, Mr. Big Shot. They let him on the forklift. So I guess <laughs> you don't need any uh, any uh, what's it called? Uh, intelligentsia or intelligence to uh, uh, telecrons to get uh, <laughs> to get on there. But that would be interesting if he was a butcher. I. I <laughs> he's not going to tell us that, though. He's not going to tell us that. Yeah, he's probably got too much pride. But if he was to integrate something like that, some sort of blue collar work into his fucking into his persona, that would be fucking awesome. I'd I'd love to you know see him be like you know Chad the butcher, butcher Chad. That would be fucking awesome. And that that's one of the problems is he doesn't take the shit and run with it and be funny with it because he could be fucking hilarious, and that would make him more endearing to the community. Well, but I don't think that he does that. He's been, he, he, you know, everybody, he's, he's, it's just like he says, everybody takes it, he throws it out there and he, they take it and run with it, right? Well, he's not running with the bits that he's got going and, and the stuff he's, he, he's, he's, should be doing, really, honestly, to, yeah. to, to make him, because he created a character. He had two kind of mentorish kind of people, and, um, you know, with Levy and, uh, and Kevin. And uh, it just is something not there. He, I think his spirit is kind of broken. I mean, he he felt pretty confident after going after uh, Steel Toe. Did, yeah, did you, well, did you enjoy Steel Toe or anything I, like that? That's that's the part that broke me with Steel Toe was when when they went up against Chad, and then Chad went hard up against them, and then Steel Toe just completely buckled. That's when I lost all respect for Steel Toe. And I just, I over time, I just stopped listening to them because before, I was going to them for my morning news. I mean, they were my morning oh my news God. show. You're in trouble. And, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then I just, I then once the Chad thing, it's like something in Aaron changed. He stopped. I, maybe he never was funny, but at that moment, I noticed that he stopped being funny, and and he he. He lashed out at Levy at, and Shuley, so to speak, yeah. and he sent, he sent them a night letter, you know, and worse off, he never followed up on anything. And I think that that's when he revealed that, you know, that he's, he's, he's a gutless coward. Oh, and you heard it here. Gutless fucking coward. Now, <laughs> I mean, I have no problems with him, uh, but uh, everybody's allowed to say it. So I will repeat it. Gutless coward. <laughs> well, I'm not. It, it, it's this having a problem with him or not. The point is I'm evaluating him as an entertainer. Right. And that's the, the, the arena that he's entered. Now, he can totally, you know, whip my ass. And that's that's fair game. But the thing is, is that, you know, if I'm right, I'm right. That doesn't change. The... I when I when even though Chad technically won, I he could have been more funny with it, you know. And and of course Chad has me blocked on everything, but <laughs> I would have I would have guided Chad and 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 told him, you know, if you're gonna do the ex-wife thing, you know, make up a book because he would hold up the because she does the 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 um aaron's ex-wife writes these books and they're all pretty much the theme of you know daddy doesn't love us anymore divorcee type of tales 
and and what Chad could have done was written a was you know made a fake book and said you know and just put the title Ashley LaBruised instead of her real name, you know, and just say Daddy doesn't love us anymore and have a picture up there with a mother with a black eye on her, and and her six kids and you know and just show the picture like oh here check out her latest book you know Daddy doesn't love us anymore type of thing you know and and been funny with it but he didn't instead he I think Chad mistakes mean for funny and there is such a thing as you can be mean and funny it is this sort of like cynicism but that is a finely crafted skill um the the sick burn so to speak um you know whenever i engage in you know busting balls that's where i go for is the sick burn and i, I I mean, I'm not trying to brag, but, you know, in my friend groups, you know, I seem to be very proficient in that. <clears throat> and I guess that's what I, what I sort of see in Chad that I can relate to that I wish he would hone in on and, and you know, do more with. But unfortunately, he doesn't. Instead, he just goes for just being mean and 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 not really funny and mean, but just mean. And I don't like that because it, 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 it makes him unlikable. He doesn't come off as clever because when you're mean and you're, you're good and you're funny, you know, even though that was a sick burn, you still maintain a level of charisma with the audience. And I don't, I think that's going over his head. And that's where I feel like the mentorship with, uh, with Kevin and, and, and Levy would have benefited him most because they're they both are masters of the sick burn. Kevin, especially, he he can do a real hard dig and be funny with it. Sometimes he'll go overboard, but that's because he gets wrapped up in his character. He gets wrapped up. He gets he gets away with it, you know. But then again, he's the boss, so there's really no one to rein him in. Yeah. So well, I I don't know if anyone should right now. I, I think. Uh, He's a, a sufficient uh, uh, antagonist. Would be, would be his uh, his his level there. What he's doing, yeah. I, I can't that, imagine. That, besides the onion, you yeah. know. Yeah, and and Milton, he's he's fantastic at it at it as at it as well. You know, I mean, he does a fantastic job doing the sick burns and stuff, and and because he's such a character, he comes off somewhat endearing and lovable when he does it. Right. Um, his his his. I don't know if it's because he he's a big fat slob, who you know <laughs> kind of talks like a retard. <laughs> when he does his sick burns, you know, sick burn. like, you really can't take him seriously with it. It's like, oh, but but it's Milton, and he's just a he's just a, he's just a slow boy or whatever it is that people think. And then he comes up with a sick burn on them, and it's like, holy fuck, you know, you don't see it coming, not from someone like him. But he's so craftful with it, so masterful with that skill that I, I it, you know, I wish I could take, I wish I could take, you know, Milton and shove him up Chad's ass so they could amalgamate into some likable character. Because there, you know, again, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a skill set that I feel Chad needs to develop. To, to be more uh, successful in this. And it's something that I wish I could see him do because the Dabbleverse needs more antagonists. There are too many protagonists in there. there there's a, there's a, 
there's a bad guy deficiency that I felt needs to be corrected. Yeah. Uh, everybody's getting to know each other and they've had so many beefs and <laughs> some of them respect each other after these beefs, you know, they go, okay, well, I kind of expect it, you know, and that's part of it. it. I've had the same experience, you know, uh, with other people I beef. I got, I got beefs out there. And if you go back and listen to some of the uh, Freaked pod, uh, well, it was called Freaked Chillcast back then. Um, yeah, I go, I go hard. <laughs> I go super hard, but hopefully it's funny. Yeah. It's funny. It's all funny. I'm not trying to hurt them, really. You know, I mean, of course, a little bit. I'm trying to hurt you. It is true. But <laughs> not, you know, I am trying to hurt you. I'm lying. They caught me. I am trying to hurt you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I. What do you guys? What do you think about BYB? And uh, Quadfather and all those guys, that whole that whole circus there. What do you think of that? Mm, yeah, I've I've only encountered I've only come across their show like a few times. From what I've seen, it's it's a big old clusterfuck. And and if you're going to go into that environment, you better be ready to stand up. I think it was uh, Aaron Amholt went into there one time, and and I think they handed his, his ass to him or something of that nature. And then you get characters that that shows like that introduced me to characters like Stevie Lou and, and stuff like this who are, you know, like, you know, they're, they're I like those types of characters. I like those types of guys. They're, they're fucking awesome. You know, there's, there's sort of, a, you know, they're a presence. And from BYB, it's, it's such a, a clusterfuck of characters as Smorgasbord that if you're going to run into that, you got to be a madman to do that. I, yeah, I would go into their chat rooms every now and then, you know, and I, I, you know, and they would, you know, enjoy some of the, the, the clickety clacks that I would do every now and then, but that's only happened a, a few times, but because there's so much going on on screen and it's, it, you know, it's at the time when I saw it, it was nine characters. I understand one of them has sadly passed away and, yeah, Bobby and I'm sure that the roster changes up every now and then. Yeah, it's been changing and, more. Yeah. yeah, and the 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 quad father, I I don't know I don't know that I I don't know I don't know him that well, but from what I've seen, I enjoy it. He's he's got a good head on his shoulders and a quick wit, which I respect. The the other the groups are they're such you know the other characters in, in the group are are such you know they're 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 such characters into themselves that. That it's a fun thing, you know. I mean, I think BYB probably skews a bit too young for me because I'm pretty much more of the the Shuli show and and the BS show and and uh, and and you know the 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 what is it the the who are these podcasts and stuff like this. You know right. that that's the original ring of the Dabbleverse that I came in on. Because I really, I mean, I knew of Howard Stern, but I didn't know who Stuttering John was. I didn't know about all these other characters because I was sort of in the, I was sort of, you know, in Texas, the middle of Texas. And I don't know that we got Howard Stern. Yeah, I mean. We probably did. I, I I would get Howard from many, they had tapes, by the way, they used to pass around. My uncle would, would get all types of videotapes, everything he could get. And, uh, and when the internet started going, he would be on that type of uh, 
thing. Yeah, I've been on BYB a lot, dude. Uh, that, those are my mm-hmm. boys. They they they've come through several times. They're definitely podcast uh, freak pod family. Um, yeah, uh, and it is. It's it's a rough. Even me, I go there. I know these dudes. You know, <laughs> you don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, uh, one of the times Ray was on, and then uh, he brought, and Quadfather brought in Gino. And then uh, Canoe, you know, came in. I'm sitting there. Oh, my God, dude. He, yeah, it's, the show is is supposed to be as it is. A clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. You come in there. It's a fucking lion's den. You might get eaten. Or at least yeah. rando- we might get ran over by uh, Quadfather, one of those others. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but uh, what, do you, what do you think of uh, Win by Two? Have you heard of them? No, I I can't say that I have. Unfortunately, I rarely watch them. But I ask people about them. I rarely watch the Wimbo too. Uh, it's a good background. He has incredible background. I like the background. But uh, mm-hmm. so what? What other what other shows are are, are you into? Um, let's see. Every now and like, of course, you know who are these podcasts? Uncle Rico, Phil Elmore, um, Phil. Word up, Phil. Sometimes I'll tune into to Tukey and Cardiff every now and then. I have a hard time with that because I, I it's I like the idea of it, love it, but I can't watch a puppet for <laughs> for an hour or whatever. I just can't. I can't do it. But I, I love Tukey. I mean, big Tukey. I mean, I'm just not gonna watch a whole puppet the whole time. I like to see, you know. Uh, uh, El Horrible, uh, when he's on the show, and even on, even when he's wearing a mask, I, I like that more. You know, with him and Obnoxious John, I'm a big Obnoxious John guy. I like Obnoxious. You like Obnoxious John? Yeah, he's he's cool. I met, I met him down there. He's a pretty cool guy. You saw the whole muttering Jay thing. What do you think of uh, that? The what part are you talking about specifically? The recent, uh, the the recent the, whole you know. Oh, was, the turncoat uh, thing. Yeah, the yeah, I yeah. Th- that kind of kind of left me with a with a sour, with a sour taste in my mouth because it's it's the whole he he inv- he did this heel turn and it was like a long con, but at the same time we kind of figured well that's the only thing that you're doing this for is so that you could pull one over on on um, on John and of course John is so easy to fool, you know I mean. Well, easy if he hasn't blocked you yet already, or you can't, you know, get in a position to kiss his ass enough that he'll actually trust you to let you in. But I, I do think that one of those—that's one of those things where I have to ask a question: Does the end justify the means? Does pulling this one over on John justify all the bridge burnings and, and all this, these, these nasty, all the nasty tastes that? he or she left in everybody's mouth so to speak because there's there's some stuff that i you know i some of the stuff i think is you know is pretty egregious that i just don't agree with and i'm not going to breathe air into it that that muttering jay you know i felt crossed the line in a few instances and i don't think that was worth getting a you know a ha-ha over on john i i don't think that you know like i said ends ends didn't justify the means for me so I, I'm still, I still look cautiously on, onto the that account. Hmm. Yeah, he, he would be 
the Joker of you know he'd be he's really um, a wild card. You don't know exactly where he's coming from, and he his moves are a, a little bit uh, a little bit sharp, if you will. Um, so you you got into dabbling, right? Uh, because of John, right? Well, Is I got in it? most, yeah, primarily because of John through uh, through through Carl, and that was my primary, you know, thing into it. Because I really didn't, like I said, I didn't listen to the the Howard Stern show at all. I heard of Howard Stern, but I didn't really listen to the shows or know what the fuck was going on. So I'm sort of learning these these bits of history. You know, like stuff that was happening while I was still in high school and, and stuff like this that was going on at the time. And, and it was just, it, it was, for me, it's, you know, it's like a, it's, it's, it's a history lesson. But then again, it, the thing is with John himself is he is a walking history lesson that he'll tell you his, his two or three things that he's done, his, his pinnacle accomplishments, you know, over and over, that's pretty much every single, that's, that seems to be his only ammunition when he gets in, when he picks these fights that, you know, he comes <laughs> off as something, he, he desperately wants to hang. He desperately wants to hang, but he can't, he can't bust balls and all that stuff. And I'm just, I'm just retreading familiar territory that other people have said with the whole, you know. Wait, that, had, he, nothing has not been said yeah. about the man besides he's a good uh, comedian. That's the, that's the only thing that has not been said. Um, but where, where do you where do you where do you think about John now? I mean, John went away because he thought that would work, and then fully, it was kind of it was kind of choking out uh, the 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 commentary on him, and then he came back. He decided to, I guess, uh, get a little money for for his uh, his pain, and it doesn't seem to be working. Uh, He's not getting the money that these other guys are getting off of him. Uh, what, what, what do you what do you what do you see his predicament now? I mean, honestly. Well, there's been talk about you know giving giving him up cold turkey, mm -hmm. like seeing what would happen if if everybody just stopped aggregating yeah, the, him for the, two the weeks. Tampa papers, the Tampa papers, yeah, the, 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 the Tampa Accord, yeah, the, yeah, the Tampa, Tampa Accord. Accord. It didn't right, really but, work, uh, did it? Well, it, it's really hard for people to stay the fuck away from Chad because, you know, I mean, <laughs> but then again, you know, <laughs> I mean, Chad isn't, Chad isn't at the level that John is at. With John, I think it would be more palatable to do a uh, Tampa Accord with, with him, except it would be a Canoga Accord. Doing the Canoga Accord would Join be more... The Oh, man. I think it would be more palatable with with uh, with John, because there are so many familiar spigots that could easily shut themselves off for like two weeks easily. Uh, Uncle Rico could just go back into the BS show and. and but really, I mean, how, I yeah, mean, no, they, for for BS. for two weeks, yes, I believe they could. Two weeks for short term. Short for short term, I think Uncle Rico. Could you know? Could but hang what, it up for for two weeks, and so could Carl. What would he do, though? Honestly, I mean, but isn't he? Is, I mean, it is. Oh, John, he's gonna get. Yeah, what would get? Yeah, I mean, what would it do? Well, it, what do they think it's gonna do? Make him realize, hey, this whole world is is surrounded you, and you and you secretly probably enjoy it and need it because you don't got nothing else. 
Is well, that what I'm, they're trying to give him that kind of revelation, or what are the what is the what's the end game? Yeah, I would say that sort of it's one of those like as far as what it would do it, I think it would give him a cold shower as far as, you know, when he, when all this income of people, you know, ridiculing him just to get into the good graces of either Shuli or Carl, because every single jab at him is, is a secret nod and a wink and a shout out to, you know, some of the, the ancillary characters. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's sort of a, uh, and then once the inside joke is gone, you know, there, there is no joke there because there is no inside anymore. It's, it's like, it's all just, just gone. And there, I'm sure there will still be people who will try to coax something out and they'll try to like start their own thing. But then when they, when there's no like larger audience, then I think that's going to probably uh, dry up quickly when people realize that there's no larger audience, that this is, that this is, um, you know, clip arting too. This whole this whole universe, I, I I do think it will be exposed to the outside. I think it will be exposed to the outside. I mean, you see the whole thing with uh, with uh, them just hearing one of the statements of uh, Kevin Kevin Brandon, just one statement, and they were all shocked, like. It was new to them, but we've been hearing Kevin say shit like that for years. Like, I hope all the junkies go, you know? He don't like them. He's always said this, <laughs> and I think when when they start, I feel like they're going to start really looking at our world, and I think it will scare them. I think they won't understand, and I think they'll go after it and try to. to, to you see some strikes going on by YouTube. I mean, what, what do you think about that stuff? Oh, the strike stuff that that's that's just sort of like it it just comes off as chest beating, so to speak. I mean the the strikes and stuff, that's just YouTube uh e-celeb drama bullshit. And it's sort of been a thing, it's always been a thing between all the the, the etard celebrity class. Mm-hmm. And that it's happening on on this level is it's it's really rather surprising, because that's how much lower that the YouTube staff has to has to stoop. To, no, we're to bringing you down. <laughs> is that I mean usually the the striking and stuff that's more like like I, I don't know whatever it is like, Keemstar, Ethan Ralph or Ethan Klein or whatever that that that's their shit the the upper echelon of East Lab drama tards um as far I like, as uh, I like you dude I like you dude I like you <laughs> I like how you're coming with all this no bullshit it it's just with the um with everything else I mean the John that this is all lower tier and I think that's why some of us are so attracted to it because it is so lower tier. It's it's like no risk, you know, no risk, no frills type of thing where we get to have our fun and it gets to be our special thing. Now, if the Dabbleverse goes mainstream, then, you know, if the only person that I think will benefit from it is John because he's the key, he's the source. So then... You know, I mean, he would love that because then he gets to be the center of attention. He gets to be the star once more to a larger global audience. 
and it kind of already is, but this is like mainstream. So then if anyone's going to reach out to anyone, they're going to reach out to him. All the, the main tier outlets are going to be reaching out to him. And of course, he'd have no problem, you know, getting up there and, and crying on stage with, you know, Regis and Kathy Lee or whatever the fuck it is right now. <laughs> and, and, you know, oh, this is how online bullying has ruined my life. Yeah. You know, yeah. You'd see the, yeah. You'd see him going on a tour. Yeah. yeah, you're right. He would be a sympathetic character and he would play that role. And Kevin is Absolutely. going to be Kevin. He, he's going to be the bad guy and they're going to try to destroy him. So, yeah, you're right. He would. That's interesting you say that. How do yeah, you think and, and that? he is an attention whore. I mean, just look mm-hmm. when they came after Kevin, John immediately pivoted, you know, and, and did the whole. You know, I always knew he was rotten type of thing or whatever the fuck it is that he does. And, you know, and the thing is, I mean, even I know that we're just speculating on hopes and dreams. But the reality is that that John is in a really sad place. I mean, last year he spent Thanksgiving at a potato bar. um, Just doing an interview when he was drunk off his ass and and. And trying to bust balls with with a guy with no legs, you know. <laughs> and, and the guy with and no he balls, just, he was trying to bust. <laughs> he probably still had his balls. He probably had them in a jar someplace, but who knows? Somewhere. Oh, the, the the thing is, is that he he doesn't have a family. He 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 has his kids, but he's even though he defends them, that's probably the only interaction that he has, you know, quote unquote, with them. Because you know they have their own life now. They have like a father in in their in their life now that they would go to that isn't him. They have so much to that's going on that he's just not a part of. I mean, you know, he jokes about going to Joey C's for for Thanksgiving and stuff like this. But oh the thing is, he's God. he's going fucking nowhere. He's he, I mean, where did he? I don't even know what he did for for Thanksgiving if he even did anything. He probably went to the bar. And that's pretty much, you know, his his the highlight of his life now is just making enough money to pay this tab, and and you know, and talk with the other you know slobbering drunks that are just as passed out and numb to life as he is, and it's a sad existence. I mean, what what is he going to do for Christmas? Uh, he's just going to sit there. He's going to be sad. You know, he's going to be alone. His family have they have plans without him probably. You know, and and the more you think about it, the more sad it is to realize that he's a he he is a sad character, but it's hard to feel sorry for him because he's such a curmudgeon piece of shit that he throws <laughs> his attitude around. You know. Yeah, he really thinks. Have you ever? Uh, yeah. Have you ever seen that movie Wanted? That's the one with yeah. Angelina Jolie. No. Well, there's a scene where there's this character. She's this big, fat chick, and she's unbearable and insufferable. And then the main character takes her aside when he's going on his rampage and says, you know, we want to feel sorry for you, but we can't because you're such a bitch. <laughs> you know, and that's 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 the yeah. scene that I imagine with Stuttering John. We want to feel sorry for you, but you're such a piece of shit. And idiot. he sees... He sees that aggression as standing up for himself. He sees that as, you know, this I did this when I was on with Howard Stern. So this is this is what people in the upper echelon do. So I have to be that. I have to be high tier 
when he's low tier, he's not even on a tier. He's fucking slumming it on the grounds, <laughs> on the dirty ground with the rats and the roaches, and it's it's disgusting. You know, but he still sees himself as that high tier comedian, but he's not. I, I've never seen him as a comedian. I'm sorry, John, but I've never seen you as a comedian. I've seen you as a, as part of uh, Howard Stern's group. Yeah, and and he did incredible uh, interviews. I, I I loved his interviews. I think they were great. I mean, everybody says they were written. There's proof to that, you know. So, uh, but what what's going on with him is a total deterioration into delusion and alcoholism and this is just me alleging this is what i believe is happening with him um some will just go out and say it to me but you know it's just it's a sad character and it, i and really i think all he has is us now yeah i, I hate to say it. It, it that is pretty much what he's got you know we're probably closer to him than his family is that's weird, huh? Isn't that and that's weird? sad. Yeah, that sad. You know. Well, uh, I really, I really have a good time talking to you about this. Mm -hmm. We've gotten to one sixteen, so that's a good number. Um, I wanted to say, I want to ask you though, what? So, what do you, what are you doing now in your life, so people can know, and also do your plugs, please. So uh, people can follow you. Right now, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get drawings done and shit, because you know art takes a, a lot of time and stuff like this. I'm just trying to, you know, draw more, get better, expand my skills. You know, just keep doing better and better, and 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 keep you know, any keep growing as an artist and shit like that. Any projects, comic book wise? You said you were working on something. Yeah, I'm working on. I'm always working on something, and the mm -hmm. thing is, I really can't talk about a lot of it. What I am working on, that I have worked on in the past year, was a compendium. It hasn't come out yet because there's, you know, publishing background stuff going on. But uh, a couple of the images that I was showing off are going to be part of an, an alien races compendium of of an experiencer, and he did a manual. He wrote a manual of the alien races that he's encountered. Mm. And and it's sort of a, a compendium of that, and I'm providing the artwork for that, and that will be coming out. It should be coming out either next year or the year after, depending on on the you know the publishing. Publishing stuff has to line up, you know, correct. It's it's about a lot of moving parts, um, but my contribution to it has is is pretty much completed for the first volume. And That's I've cool. been showing off a couple of pieces, and and if I come back on, I'll, I'll definitely show some more, because I noticed that we 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 barely touched most of the stuff that I brought. But it's the thing is, is that you know I got a bunch to more to show up on that. Uh, you can just find We're me just general art shit. We're bringing yeah, you back. Just... <laughs> you got a storyline now, bro. You got a storyline. We're bringing yeah. you back. Sure thing. Uh, if I'm not blacklisted <laughs> by that community for all the shit that you and me were talking. <laughs> Well, well, if, no, if, no, you're, no. You, if you're blacklisted, you can still come on here. It does not matter. <laughs> we we let the blacks come here all the time. There's a couple of blacks uh, on a lot of my shows, yeah. uh, and they're really cool blacks. Uh, yeah, I got to come in through the service entrance. Yeah, okay, yeah. I see how it is. 
I see how it is. The uh, but yeah, it, it's the the. I'm always got. I've always got projects. I'm always doing more Dabbleverse stuff. I'm always doing a bunch of other stuff. There's this new verse that has caught my interest called the Ripperverse. And yeah, what, was, you know what? Tell me what the what is the Ripperverse? I mean, am I a part of it? What is the Ripperverse? Tell me what the Ripperverse is. <laughs> Ripperverse is, is a comic by Eric D. July. He made this comic. He said, I'm going to set, you know, Marvel and DC on fire. And he, and he sold $3 million worth of the first copy. And it was supposed to, you know, be this great headbanger that, that, that turned the tides in the comic book market. And then people actually read the book and it's garbage. <laughs> so everybody looks stupid who says that it's a good book. And, and of course, because he's got all this pull and, and, and all these people behind him, you know, he's pretty much squashing any dissent, pretty much like a, like, like someone we all know. Yeah, John. He's 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 behaving in a very stuttering John S type of character, and there's a lot of parallels. And I could probably come and talk about that another time. Yeah, yeah. But, but right well, we now, got, it's, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go, go ahead. We got so much to talk about, Chris. Believe me, we, we're gonna. I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. It's, you're a very interesting character, and your takes are. Well, we got <laughs> we got a bunch of. There, there's just so much shit that that you and me cross paths on, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. not just the paranormal stuff, but the Davoverse shit. Yeah, and, and yeah. that I, I, you know, it, when I go on a show, it's either one or the other. It's rarely ever I get to cover both. The Freak and, Pod is all about everything. <laughs> you personally, you know, we we got to learn a little bit about your background, also whatever else you're into, even the anime. It, actually, I feel like we got through a couple things here. Yeah, right. we did get through. We did touch a couple bases, but now, we, but now, you're good. now you're doing good. You got a compendium coming out, which I yeah. think is interesting. The whole uh, different alien uh, species stuff. I remember yeah. there's a Russian book out there uh, that has a bunch of aliens. Maybe you could look it up. It's a, it's yeah. a Russian, but um, it's supposed to be real. A real K K B whatever they called themselves I forgot the Russians called them. yeah I I know what you're talking about I I know what you're talking about I, I've looked into that it, it the the what I'm working on is something along those lines it's another one of those right and and there's more you know on the alien abduction stuff that we haven't even scratched the surface on because there's so much there that we could talk about so so, so I, I I guess just to just to wrap up. Um, I guess you can find me on either Twitter or Instagram, Conspire Theory, all one word. And, you know, I'm most active on, on Instagram. Twitter is mostly just shit posting. So, you know, if you find me there, you're there at your own risk. Yeah. Um, you can find my my podcast at Conspire a Theory at, at Spotify and anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Search for it. Get if you know if you need the the RSS feed, just grab it and put it into your podcatcher of choice, and you'll be able to download it, no problem. You heard it here. Okay, I'm gonna put you in the background. Wait a little bit. I'm gonna end the show. Well, everybody, this was really fun. I think uh, I think we learned a lot, and there's so much more to go into. Guys, have a great day. Keep on dabbling. Keep on dabbling. Dipping and dabbling. Don't know what's happening. I think it's a uh, it's a great day. A great night. Tomorrow's another day where we will find out 
what is happening with all these guys and what are they doing and why are they doing it and why are we watching for the love of Christ I don't know anymore but it sure is fun I appreciate you guys and uh, peace to the world 